Hello. Yo. Hey. How are we all doing tonight, folks? Woo. Hanging in there, man. How are you? I am spectacular. Just got back from the beach a couple days ago. I'm feeling refreshed. A little bit more tanned. Mm. I'm not quite as pale, ghostly white as before. Good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got to get back into some work t- stuff today. Uh, that was uh, a lot of fun. I'm but, sure it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, all good things must come to an end. How are you guys? Mm. Greg? Not too bad. I'm also on the East Coast. Um, hanging out in Philly with the fam. And... Uh, yeah, uh, I had to sub out my Red Knot Chili Peppers gigs this weekend. We want Chili Willy! We want Chili Willy! We want Chili Willy! You to, did? I did, yeah, to to my friend uh, Suni. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he, he will jump in and play some shows, and he's a great hang and a great uh, guitarist. So he uh, he went out and they played these storms, but I mean, excuse me, they played these shows. But I was what I was going to mention is uh, on my way out to the East Coast, I had a li- little layover in Chicago. It turned into like seven hours, okay. and there was like a tornado. They were like, "Get everybody, get off the plane!" You know, like on the, oh, man. they were like, we had just boarded the plane. Everybody oh, off shit. the plane, like leave your belongings. You know all this stuff. So, and then I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." These gigs that the boys were playing with SUNY as my sub were also in the Chicago area, and uh-huh. the, and the big Friday show was like packed. And yeah. after about half an hour, they had to really they called it because oh, of a tornado. No. Oh, yeah, that apparently was like a mile away. Jeez, a beast! Can't mess with that. Uh, yeah, totally bogus. But man, crazy, crazy weather. Yeah, crazy weather out in Chicago and. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I haven't I I haven't played uh, this weekend, but I'm I'll be playing next weekend in Texas and uh, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Texas, and Oklahoma City. So awesome. Getting sweet. Getting uh, geared up for that. Yeah, Nick. We haven't heard specifically from you yet. We are. Where are you again? I'm I'm on the same time zone as you guys, but about thirty to seventy five seconds behind you in a time lag uh, because I'm at the Outer Banks. I'm at the beach with the family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So we are going to, we're going to make this You're work. You're on this beach is gonna be time. A, I'm on beach time and this, we're going to make this work. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit different. I feel like right. I'm Greg in this situation. I'm going to, um, I'm going to listen to you guys talk. I'll probably wait mm-hmm. for my name to be mentioned and then I'll go ahead and speak. Uh, and maybe that'll be the best way to do this going forward for two or six. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll make sure you'll be, you'll be involved. Don't you worry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll make do. We will provide space. If there is an opportunity for comedic relief of which Nick might be involved <laughs> will make sure to leave so, plenty of space for you to insert your joke. For you to finally come right. in as right. one of us speaks over you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how we do it That's here. That's how you we do it. it That's right. You keep it going, no matter what. You should check it out. Vacation mode. Yeah, even, even when we're on these fancy, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is summer, these are the summertime episodes. A lot of people call, you know, they close up mm. shop for the summer. Mm-hmm. Not, us. Not us. Not here. Not no. here. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. We're open. Mm-hmm. We're open all year round. Nick, I did want to tell you something that fascinating that happened to me while I was at at Holden Beach. Do tell. So each night, you know, the the men 
we all go out on the back porch and we, you know, sip some whiskey and we look up at the sky and we talk about things and talk about the world and everything that's wrong with it, you know. But mainly we look up at the sky and we look at the stars and, you know, we actually get to see yeah. constellations because down there in North Carolina, there's it's very clear beautiful skies. Stars. And uh, it was beautiful and we had great weather. And uh, Thursday night, no, Wednesday night, we're all just sitting there and all of a sudden this line of like seven stars, like all in a straight line, completely equally spaced from each other, okay. flies across the sky what? from the west to the east, like perfectly in sync. I've never seen anything like it. There were five other people there. We all witnessed it together. Do you have any guesses on what this is, Nick? This, were these like orbiting satellites? It was definitely a satellite. Was it the space station? No, it was Starlink. Wow. Oh. Freaking Elon Musk up there in the sky, baby. Holy crap. So did you look it up on, a, on an app? Yeah, yeah, we did. So the next night we tracked it. We, we, there's like websites out there that you can like look up when the next one's going to come across the sky. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, you know, we told everyone about it and no one kind of believed us or mm -hmm. i mean they they believed us because there were so right. many people that saw it but like yeah. what a weird thing to see they, they noticed all the empty whiskey bottles by the trash <laughs> and they were like yeah, yeah sure yeah, whatever exactly. guys <laughs> exactly so we uh you know we timed it the next night and it wasn't quite on time but we did see one again the next night and when i say one it this time it was a string of 15 oh my god it's crazy wow it's absolutely insane very cool it's the craziest thing i've That's ever amazing. seen yeah. Good old Elon. Yeah. Good old Elon. So it turns out that they're, they're launched from someplace inland, and they go across, and then they, like, shoot out from, like, the original container, and then they go into their individual orbits. But where we were situated, they're on this, this line. It's, it's very spooky. Nice. Yeah. That's, Interesting. That's so cool. Nerd alert. Yeah, I'm glad to know that it was, yeah, I'm glad to know it was a man-made phenomena um, and that we weren't guessing, uh, yeah, cr crazy guesses. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we got our wraps up, wrap-ups mm -hmm. finalized. What do you say we get this show started, boys? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out on Significant Delay since 2018. Hmm. Happy to be here with you on this beautiful Thursday. This is episode 206. Excuse me. Episode <laughs> 206. And uh, we are happy to be here, here with you. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we have an awesome show for you tonight. I think we actually have some really good content, some quality content this week. Totally. Mm. Yeah, not that we don't most weeks, but I think this week is particularly. Strong. I hesitate to call it content, mm. Jay. What would you call it? Art. Art. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's right. <laughs> content does seem like much like a commodity, you know. And what we're producing is is far greater than that. Indeed. Yeah. We all know it. Thank you. Thank you. It's a friendship in audio form. Our buddy Nick is going to be leading things off. Um, he's going to be talking about. Some really annoying music that you've probably heard before. Yeah, you have. And never really thought twice about where you heard it before. Yeah, I loved it. How about that? Hmm. Is it the Grateful Dead? <laughs> 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 I 
I see what you did there. Mm. Ah. Well done. Aptly put, Jay. Uh, you'll just have to stay tuned to find out. Sorry. Uh, Greg's going to be following that up with a, a little bit of news on Spod- Spotify and their podcast format. Right. And you know, be- normally when we talk about Spotify, we're talking about the music part. Exactly. But I think they bought all, in it, big with, with the podcast a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, and it's all kind of... Well, I, I I think that we it could branch out into some other discussions. Something that caught my eye. I thought it was interesting. We'll see what Fair you guys enough. think. All righty. And I'm going to be bringing things home with a follow-up discussion on uh, one of my favorite and unanswered questions about the Beatles. Kadoki. Someone's actually done some scientific research into one of my questions. Finally. Interesting. <laughs> We get some reporting back. But enough preamble. Greg. Some evidence. But enough (laughs) preamble. Nick, you're up first, buddy. Why don't you take it away? Thank you so much. Sure, will do. Will do. Um, Why don't we go ahead and let's listen to to a song. Uh, This song is called My Time to Fly. Uh, And this is by by Harriet Goldberg. Can we get to listen to this? Mm-hmm. Your call is important. It's important to us. Please hold. Someone will be right with you. All of our agents are currently busy. We'll be right with you. <laughs> Feel free to stop playing this anytime, Jay. Okay. Well, that was oddly familiar. Does doesn't this sound a little bit familiar? It does. It does. This is uh this is Miss Harriet Goldberg, and this is um this. This is one of the most uh, the most popular on hold music selections um, currently currently spinning the uh, yeah the medical medical and insurance circuit, and this article caught my eye. It was honestly I was looking around for beach things. I was looking at like top songs of summer. None of these things none of these things fit uh, fit what I was looking for for the day. And then I saw this article and it was so delightful uh, because it's the 74 year old New Jersey native uh, who. In her in her late forties, decided that she really wanted that she that she'd always loved music and had always taken it uh, had always considered it a serious hobby. She decided she wanted to go ahead and start composing, um, and and it was it's this basically it's a story about her and how her her friendship with um, with Billy Nov- Novick, uh, who is a saxophonist and um, I guess he taught at Berkeley. Um, he appears on all these things. How basically this friendship with this guy Billy Novick, um, uh, almost as like a mentor relationship, led her to to really work on trying to write. She loved jazz music and she and she loved uh, uh, show tunes, and she basically wanted to write music that kind of reminded her of her favorite uh, elements of those genres. So, by its definition, this is kind of like derivative uh, derivative music, um, but. Really, through this this friendship she had with this guy, um, uh, he kind of 
introduced her to the right people so that when she started to actually put together some compositions in her in her 60s, um, he kind of arranged to have like a group of, of musicians play the music and then helped her get it released. And she's actually put out three albums at this point. Um, one of the things that, that was cool about this is that reminded me of like specifically her conversation with uh, uh, Roland Lewis um, a couple years back um, is that she basically he basically took her music that she wrote and helped her kind of get it distributed on these different channels um, to make it available for like Amazon streaming or, or, or for ad licensing. Um, and really the story to me kind of became like a, an interesting, like look how, look how this individual made supplemental income by doing, you know, like perfectly fine, but, but very derivative versions of, of, uh, of genres that she, that, that, that she particularly enjoyed and kind of how, how he's turned that into like a revenue stream for her um, and, or how she's turned that into a revenue stream with his assistance. Sure. Um, so I just, thought it was, I just thought it was a super cool article and, and, um, and made me feel good and uh, so I thought I'd share it. Right on. Yeah, it's super cool. It's, uh, it's really interesting that she didn't even start really attempting any of this until she was about 40 years old. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got some traction and, and found a friend who was able to help her with the kind of the digital side of the things, help her with the distribution. And uh, it was kind of, it seems to me like the very, I don't mean this in a particularly negative way, but the very blandness of it was kind of the, the hook in a way. That's what sold it. Exactly. <laughs> I thought it was funny too, that the saxophone guy, uh, Billy Novick, who played sax on that was on hold once and he was sitting there he's like i kind of like the, the tone of this. this is a pretty good saxophone player oh wait that's me <laughs> <laughs> yep 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 that's great yeah it was a it was a very cool article um and and again just somebody who's you know by all by all means uh, probably an amateur um but but kind of met the right people or met the right person and um and Got the music in the right places, and now she's got the, it's got some uh, some recurring revenue coming in for, from all these licensing deals, which is which is pretty wild. Um, uh, yeah, but um, n nothing crazy here. Just a just a just a good feel good article. So that that's what I'm that's what I'm bringing to the table this week uh, from the beach. Just feel good content. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also it, it it is interesting because that is one of the best ways of making money in the in the mm -hmm. music business and you know it's like is this but it, this music is so like unnecessary i guess you, you know and it <laughs> it serves no real purpose people just kind of accept that it's there mm -hmm. it doesn't yeah, bring any kind of emotion they don't want to pay the fees that it would take to get like good music on this the whole music. So, so you know, you have to have like derivative, generic, uh, cheap. I know, it's just cheap music. It's affordable. It, it, no, it, it's just an interesting like genre. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not even like criticizing totally. it or you know or the totally. people who need it for whatever. But it's just like it's like a genre of music. It's like no, we really don't want any kind of statement. It's kind of like whatsoever. art for hotels. Yeah. You know, like ho right. <laughs> hotels have to fill rooms and put like generic artwork on the walls. That's yeah. not going to offend anybody. Or 
not even like offend, but like affect. <laughs> affect. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, like it can't like it can't like you know stir up any can, kind of feeling. You cannot at all. be touched by this right. at all. Yeah. In any way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel about this music. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, that's kind of what we're going for in this podcast. Right. Uh, yeah, that is right, right. Yeah, this podcast is very, is very right. flat. <laughs> yes. Flat Affect. <laughs> Welcome to the Flat Affect podcast. Operating at a seven and a half second delay is you should check it out. <laughs> Today we'll be talking about things. Jay, how was your weekend? <laughs> it was fine. And yours? When you say fine, do you mean you had... A joyful weekend? No, 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 no. I did things. Were they bad things? <laughs> Not bad. Good? Not particularly good. So they were just things? They were things. Things <laughs> that happened. I had mm. a weekend. This has been the Flat Affect Podcast. <laughs> we will <laughs> see you next week. We did it. If there, you want. There we go. That's your own on-hold podcast. And now more of Harriet Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> you have to listen to... You, you for, we force people to listen yeah. to you. should check yeah. it out. That, we start licensing the podcast. Welcome just... to the Flat Effect Podcast. <laughs> Please tune in next week. Or not. Depending or, on how you feel. Yeah. If you feel nothing, then you should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh boy. Thank you, gents. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank, thanks for bringing us back to uh, even Steven or yeah, whatever you want to call welcome. it. Yeah. Just the, you're back up, to normal. Uh, back you're, to normal. You're up next, Greg. What do you have? I was starting to get excited. Now we're just. All right. All right. Well, mine mine might uh, raise some uh, okay. some blood pressure. We'll see. Oh God. Yeah. But first, why don't we listen to a song? I think this just came out. It was recommended for me on title. It's a new album by Blake Mills. Blake Mills. Nice. Uh, I wish I had the name of the album in front of me. I think it's like Jelly Farm or something like that. Jelly Road. Jelly Road, yeah. And this song, Jay, again, I don't have that either. It's something about skele- living for a skeleton. What is that what it is? Skeleton is walking. Skeleton is walking.
Nice. He uh, he made that record uh, with Pino Palladino that we all really yeah. loved. Yeah. And uh, and as uh, he produced the last Bob, not maybe not the last, but the one before, the second to last Bob Dylan album. Right. Right. And I believe he was in the involved with the band Dawes, and he's also been involved recently with a lot of like the Brandy Carlisle, Joni Mitchell, Newport, uh, Folk Fest right. gigs. Been anyway, someone I'm tracking for sure. He's always really interesting. He finds and, himself uh, with some really cool people. You know, if they use that for background music, I'd probably be a lot more patient. It's <laughs> a good song. <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah. Give me some reverse guitar, some some synth tones. Yeah, love it. And honestly, I wouldn't say that that clip that I sent you guys is a fair representation of the rest of that album. There's a lot more vocals, and uh, I don't know. But you'll have to you'll have to just give it a spin. Right. Let me know what you think. Cool. I think it's pretty rad. Um, had a real '70s sound to it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he's got it. Has that that touch for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't I dive into this little topic that I had, I've had sitting on the shelf for a little while. This has to do with, uh, with Spotify. <gasps> Spotify. Right. <laughs> so about a month ago, Spotify announced that the deal they had made with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, a $20 million exclusive deal for podcasts and content right. was no more. They had broken this deal. Wow. Yeah. Now, this is not me ripping Harry and Meghan. I know that a lot of people are fans of theirs and I know a lot of people are not fans of theirs here on the flat affect podcast we don't have any particular we don't have a we don't yeah we don't take a side yeah no particular feelings about the royal couple no or ex-royal couple exactly it doesn't matter it's they're just people living their lives right well they well they were they were living their lives but they were also signing 20 million dollar deals with Spotify true and um and Netflix, but we'll get to that. The, the, what's interesting, first of all, is that they had nothing, and sp- it to offer, and Spotify gave a deal. It's not like they had like recorded stuff. What? Was like, oh, I didn't. That's, I didn't catch that. I, part. I think that's they wild. just. I think they they just paid them, and uh, <laughs> the, so they did have a uh, Meghan Markle podcast, right? They produced 12 episodes of it, and it was like the the debut went to the top of the Spotify podcast charts. Woo. Really? Right. But it's like, kind of like, yeah, but you could just say that, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And it was all about stereotypes against women and featured guests like Mariah Carey, Mindy Kaling, and Paris Hilton. All right. Okay, but according to the Wall Street Journal, Spotify leadership was reportedly frustrated with the time it took to conceptualize and complete projects. Mm. The, their company was called Archwell, and it struggled with its team as it initially did not have a team member assigned to audio projects. They eventually hired a head of audio. But it's like their whole pitch was, we're going to make podcasts, and they didn't have anybody. No, their pitch you know, was, buy us, and we'll figure out how to deliver us. 
Right. On, on Harry's end of the deal, and again, I'm not trying to, to badmouth Harry, but th- this is what I read. He reportedly struggled to develop a podcast idea that led to an actual show. And Wall Street Journal <laughs> reported that some of his ideas ranged from, and this is crazy. <laughs> the, the first one's okay, interviewing military veterans. That would have been, that okay. been fantastic. Sure. To misinformation to his point okay. of view on living in America, okay? However, mm-hmm. the most random ideas that came from Harry were the reports that he wanted to interview guests like Vladimir Putin, Mark Zuckerberg, and Donald Trump on their childhood trauma to see how they became the people they are today. Oof. Oof. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I just, I'm like, that's just never going to happen, dude. Oh, yeah, that, I... I mean, if you could actually produce that podcast, that would be thrilling listening. Sure would. Yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, no, the uh, yes, I, I'm loving. I'm loving the, the yeah. It's a pipe scope. Dream, you know, like <laughs> literally, you have nothing to offer these people. Like, even if you paid them what, like some exorbitant fee, they're already rich. They have yeah. nothing to gain from this. <laughs> anyway. Mm. On top of well, all, I'm that, just saying that you know, mm-hmm. if 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 Spotify's problem with their podcast model was that they weren't producing enough episodes, you know, in a given time frame. Hey, come talk Sign to us. us up. Indeed. How many, how many Sign episodes have we produced in that time? Well, yeah. get this. So now another unnamed insider. Now this is, some of this is all just kind of hearsay. Okay. So f- forgive me if I, if my, my sources don't check out on this, but. Okay. They came back basically being like, we got unlucky. Okay. Because unlucky. We, yeah, we had COVID Economic woes, the death of the queen, and the decline in Prince Philip's health. It's a perfect time to start a Harry and Meghan podcast. Those are all yeah. things that you should yeah. be talking about on your podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, you look at us. We produce podcasts during COVID. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, we do. We're sitting That's all we, we have to we've do. Had, we've had some, <laughs> some serious stuff to deal with over the last couple of years, you know? Never, it never sure. stopped us from producing top quality art. Podcast art. art. World didn't stop exactly. us. Exactly. Harry and Megan. The world did not f- stop us. Thanks, Drake. Harry and Megan. That's right. It actually <laughs> it pushed us to our to our best. Yeah. And now That's right. That's right. we have the perfect model for a podcast, yep. which is the podcast where nothing happens. Zero effect. No effect. Zero effect podcast where anyone can join. Anyone just don't enjoy it. Don't rock the boat. Just experience it. Just experience it. Just let it be, and let's just not get too worked up about anything. Okay? We're not here Either for your way. enjoyment. We're here for your right. for, for the background. We're, the, we're in the background. Right. We're in the background. Um, I would say that I enjoy you guys' company, but... We don't capture that. Right. Are you saying you don't? Uh, no. No, it's not, not at the all. Antenna, okay. It's of the podcast. It's, just, don't, it's just fine. Right. right. So... The word is that they think they've been really unlucky. But now get this. I I bet you didn't see this coming. It all leads back to Taylor Swift. (gasps) Yes! How? (laughs) (laughs) Of course it does. It's her world and we're all just living in it. Marco allegedly wrote Swift a personal letter asking her to come on the Archetypes podcast, to which she declined through a representative. Boy, Boy, that that hurts. hurts. You know, which is exactly what happened when we (laughs) hit her up. (laughs) Uh (laughs) But Tay-Tay, hey, that invitation is still open. 
Yeah. Never closing the door, Tay Tay. And you know, with you know, Tay Tay leaves things kind of ambiguous. She doesn't. She's That's not right. going to say whether she likes or dislikes John Mayer. I think she'd be like exactly. a great, a great guest on our podcast. Mm-hmm. She would. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Taylor, if you don't want to come on, that's fine. But yeah. if you would like to come on, that that's fine too. If you want, I mean, if you if you, if you called us Swifties, we wouldn't be in, in, offended, but we wouldn't also really every day is Tay Tay today. You know, indeed, exactly. So. The ex-royals still have their deal with Netflix. Ah. But what? oh, oh, right. Netflix. So okay, so I don't know if you saw if you saw this, but they had a documentary which became the most watched documentary on the platform. Of course. But they're apparently <laughs> on thin ice, according to the Sun. Uh oh. Thin ice. How so? <laughs> the Sun. Re- I'll, t- I'll tell you how so. The Sun reports that the couple was only paid half of their Netflix deal and will allegedly only get the rest if they produce another hit. Oh, you got to put out to get paid. Okay, well, no no problem, except for the fact that scripted content is probably off the table due to the ongoing writer's strike. Darn right. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So the couple is perhaps coming up with some reality show pitches. Oh, perfect. Maybe there's a dating show between royals and commoners coming soon to Netflix. Oh, please. Give me that. Yeah. I'd love to watch that. I won't exactly. watch it either way, but that sounds mm. awful. Indeed. Who knows? Between a lot of this is speculation. But what's not speculation... Commoners. What, yeah, what's not speculation is that their deal came to an end. And I'm just wondering if you guys had any thoughts on that. And just the fact that... How, how crazy is it that Harry and Meghan had this brand where Spotify goes, you know... I, yeah, sure, all these artists are begging and pleading with us to give them more money, but let's just give $20 million to Harry and Meghan for no reason. What if they'd missed, what if they, what if somebody else got it and they missed the podcast opportunity? Also, I forgot one last important detail, which is like the, I don't have the name in front of me, but somebody high up at Spotify, not Daniel Eck, but one of their other top people called Harry and Meghan, quote, Grifters. Grifters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, they are royals after all. So, yeah, it's a serious situation. No, I think at the time, you know, back in 2019, Spotify was like all in podcasts. That's what it's going to be. God damn it. And they were just throwing right. money like left and right at everything. Joe Rogan included. You know, he yep. had Obama and Springsteen doing a podcast together. Yep. Um, you know, you had it. It looks like they spent more than a billion dollars um, to establish themselves in the industry. Exactly. And even Daniel Eck said, yes, we were overpaying and overinvesting. Yep. Slow down. <laughs> so. But you never know, you never know, you never know were... these things until it's too late. Until it's like, oh. The, uh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. They could have been on the right side of that. Yep. But, uh, you know, I don't know. This whole podcast thing, I don't know if it's. Let's just really let's ride it through. We're just riding it through. Zero affect. Well, that's that's the best thing about being on the flat affect podcast is that whatever happens, happens. Yeah, trim my fingernails. Indeed, it does. Hmm. What can you do? That's life. <laughs> that's life. You wake that's up, life. your fingernails will grow. Or as the French say, c'est la vie. C'est la vie. Est la vie. 
Say love I. Well, it's interesting to see, and I I don't have any particular ill will against Spotify uh, with the whole uh, podcast thing. Um, I'm happy to see any companies investing in in podcasting, but I know at the time it seemed a bit much, but the market yeah. came to bear. They were just throwing money at any any anybody in the entertainment industry. It's kind of yeah yeah. It's basically like the record labels in the early 90s. It's like, because they yeah. knew they were going to make a ton with Rogan. So they're like, well, we can still have like yep. a 10% success rate and be fine. Right. But let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, the, 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 you know, the royal couple, they want to do something. Oh, how cool is that? Yep. But, like, these people are not broadcasters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not broadcasters. They're not, and and the whole premise for this, honestly, the whole premise for this, because they did this with a lot of the podcasts that they bought, um, like existing podcasts that were doing well, was they made it Spotify only, ex- like exclusive right. content. Right. So obviously, with the idea of getting subscribers to Spotify, so I mean, they obviously know what their break even is on on each one of these things. If they're getting a certain number of of subscribers. And that show is getting listened to by the subscribers. Like, you gotta think they're looking at the data, right? But, but there's only a few people. It, it, yeah, it seemed like a, a there's huge only a investment. few people who have that kind of power. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, and like, rogue it. Well, it depends on the dollar amount that you invest. Okay, that's true right? too. But uh, but when we're talking, but I think about Greg's saying there's deals. only a few people that can bring people over. If you to get five thousand subscribers, and you yeah. that can bring people over to another platform and make them spend money. Right. I mean, most appeal of most podcasts is that they're free got it right yes so not not super music related however content slash art slash spotify slash subscription Uh slash and you know now now with the strike and the streaming and and everything it's all kind of connected taylor swift you know it's all connected you don't have to you don't have to convince us greg it's all good it all leads back to today but uh that, that you know, let let that be a warning, okay? If you want to, if you start a podcast, don't expect your twenty million dollar exclusive deal with Spotify to lead to anything good, okay? Unless you sign us, in which case you're gonna have your minds blown. Yeah, you're just going to be the money yeah. is just going to be flowing in. Yeah, but like you won't even care. You won't even if care you about the deal. You, need you won't even deliver. care about the money. Like yes, right. you'll be receiving incredible profits on you and huge returns on your investment. But right. that won't even matter because when you listen to our podcast, you'll be like, well, this is the most important thing in my life. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So there you People have People will ask you, how do you sleep at night? And you will say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on a large pile of money with many beautiful ladies. Thank you. Uh, As an aspiring <laughs> grifter, I, sp- I sleep really well. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Greg. Appreciate that, man. Of course. Mr. Rossman. Well, folks, uh, let me get things started with some music. What do you say? Thanks, Greg. This is a new song by Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real. It's really Nelson's son, as you may know. He's got a new album out, and this is a uh, super funny song um, that's probably not going to get a lot of airplay, but uh, it made me laugh. It's called Wrong House.
future do-si-do Sang with colors far and wide Drank the clear blue evening tide I'm so happy, just got home Smell your cooking on the stove I'm so glad I made it back Wait a second, who is that? Wrong house, wrong home May I kindly use a phone? Late one morning afternoon I was reborn Hopeless center around my brain Tired but I can't complain I'm so happy Just got home Smell your cooking on the stove I'm so glad I made it back Wait a second Who is that wrong house Wrong home May I kindly use a phone I tuned into the live stream mm-hmm. and um I I just had to say they first of all they sounded great, but most of all, John Mayer slayed it. I mean it, it was over the top good. You could tell he was really, really, really into it and he knew the cameras were on the cameras were on and knew a lot of people were watching. I I feel like it's gonna go down in history as a really important performance. But Really? All of that aside, it made me wonder, like, it seems like John Mayer is really into this role, and he's doing a really good job as, as a uh, a part player in a band. And it made me wonder how cool it would be if John Mayer put together, like, a band band, like, instead of, like, the John Mayer band, mm-hmm. where he was writing more, like, I don't know, band songs instead of songs about his heart, heartbreak and tragedy. Right. Right. I don't know. Just just something that that occurred to me because he could be the leader of a really 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 good band. Like yeah. take some of the pieces from Dead and Company and turn them into something really really cool. Mm. Perhaps. Do you think? What do you think is necessary in order for that to happen? Is that like some growth on his no, part or I, something I, like that? I, honestly, like, I think the growth has been done. I mean, he's been playing with okay. Dead and Company for seven years now. Believe it or not. Yeah. Um, so you play with a band that focuses on improvisation and collective group think for that long you're gonna learn yeah. the tricks of the trade um i don't know why he wouldn't do that i don't know it's just a thought that entered my head see where he goes i'd love to see him put together something that was a little bit not funkier but just a little bit more adventurous than what he's done but yeah than the pop crap he puts out. <laughs> yep Greg, I can just see you holding back all the nasty yeah, things nah, you want to nah, say. No, 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 no. I'm just kind of. I wouldn't care, personally. But dude, I know he's. I've heard it. really good music. I mean, it's really, really good music. He's doing really incredible things up there. And I just think if you could 
take that and play non-dead music, but just mm -hmm. in a more expansive arrangement and a more expansive uh, group than his solo stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'll, really I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you this. What you're describing does not exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it will. All right. <laughs> take that. Okay. <laughs> take that for free. Run with it. I don't. I don't think. Okay. I don't think it's possible because I think that if he's in charge, it is going to be. John, May John Mayer. That's and what that's, I was asking. That's, that's, that's yeah. what you're saying right there yeah. is kind of the interesting part of this whole dynamic. Yeah. Is can he do that? Does I don't think do he, that? I don't think he can at this point because it's just too. He would have to. It maybe if it was like a Silk Sonic kind of thing, like a co co mm. uh, leader, different different band name. But like somebody would have yeah. to kind of match him. Right, dude. How great would that be though? If you had another. If a it was great keyboardist, who, who would that be? Like, who would be a good yin to the yang? Um, oh, I could think yeah. of a million. Okay. No. <laughs> like, someone like. None, none that I'm willing to like, say without thinking through my head. For Nate a little bit. Smith, you know, or someone like, you know, something Ooh. like that. And he'd be like, okay, well. Well, that's my point. It's like, yeah. John, go out there and challenge yourself. Like, you've been doing this yeah. really powerful music for the past seven years go out there and like form a badass all-star band do it you know yeah he could i mean he, he could take care of them that's for sure yeah yeah get yeah. the women to come yeah that's true i'm in i'm in on nate smith cool anyway who knows what i wanted to talk about tonight was actually a an article i came across in scientific american of all things referencing mm -hmm. A uh, question that I brought up way back in episode 113, folks. Hmm. So the scientific okay. community is finally catching up to our art that we're producing on this. Hey, it takes time to do experiments. That's true. It now. That's true. I, sh I should have more patience. Yeah. But in episode 113, I brought up a question that has plagued me, and I don't think that we ever came up with a real answer for it. And this article in this study doesn't come up with an answer for it either, but... My question was, is, was the Beatles' success inevitable because of how talented and amazing they are as, sound, as four individual musicians and songwriters? Or was it more they were in the right place at the right time with the right forces backing them up? Right. And it's a tricky question because, you know, you ask any musician in the world, basically, they're going to name the Beatles as one of their top five musicians, bands of all time, right? And they had all of their albums are fantastic and they didn't really write a bad song, more or less. And is that just luck or are we conditioned to think that these are the best songs ever because of how famous the Beatles became? Right. It's just a question that it's an open question. Nobody has an answer for it, but something that's always plagued me. Well, there's a Harvard professor whose name is Cass Sunstein. And she wrote an essay uh, just recently in the very first issue of the Journal of Beetle Studies. Hmm. <laughs> that's right. Wow. There's a scientific exists now. academic journal called the Journal of Beatles Studies. And why aren't I writing for this? It's a good question. Um, and she tried to imagine a world where the Beatles never became famous. 
And she tried to think of why that would be. Her quote, to begin things, were, they were better than excellent at the crucial time, which is to my point where they mm-hmm. were at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. But if seven or, quote, 17 things had gone differently, the Beatles wouldn't have made it. Right. So she talks about the process um, of which, you know, a few, a very few select groups of massive superstars uh, about the process which creates these super famous groups. And by her logic, um, that process includes things like informational cascades or the statements and actions um, of some affect the statements and actions of others. So mm-hmm. you have um, maybe, say, bands listening to the Beatles, and they say they're great, mm-hmm. and that affects other bands and other fans to listen to them too. Uh, things called reputational cascades, going along with the crowd to be liked, which yeah. I think has a big thing to do with the Beatles' <clears throat> infamous infamy. Right. Because remember, they had their... Beatlemania thing, and once that became kind of like supercharged, once that became a, a viral meme, then you wanted to be in with that group, right? Right. Yep. Uh, things called network effects, where the value of good, of the value of a good, increases as more people use it. So as things become more popular and more people become exposed to it, people can appreciate why it's good, right? But if you know, you have a really good thing that you put out in the world, but no one ever hears about it, then it might still be good, but it's never going to become super popular, right? Right. And group polarization, that group, groups make more extreme decisions than individuals do, which I don't really know how she explains that, but let's, let's leave that to the side for, for a second. Okay. Then there's this guy called Duncan Watts, and he is a social scientist at the University of Pennsylvania, and he ran an experiment kind of tests some of these theories, um, the power of, quote, early popularity. And in this experiment, they presented more than 14,000 listeners with 48 unknown songs by unknown bands, right? So right. songs nobody had heard, of, heard before that, on the face of it, have the same value to all these people. In one condition, viewers independently decided which to download. In other conditions, they could see how many others had already downloaded downloaded each song. Mm. Yeah. So the best songs rarely did poorly, and the worst rarely did well. So there was kind of like a grading of kind of quality across this this span of forty eight songs. But otherwise, the okay. results varied widely, and to a significant degree, everything turned on initial popularity. Hmm. Yes. So in other words, the more... Tell me if it's good already. Exactly. Exactly. People don't want to be tastemakers. They want to hear right. that something else is popular and latch onto that. Right. And that's not a slight. I think that's just like a human, human or, or dynamic. The majority of the majority, people, right? People, yeah. The majority yeah. of people. Could I, could I relate this very quickly to a topic that we spoke about recently? Absolutely. The Idol. Please do. Remember the TV show, The Idol? So, like, of course. I yeah. think uh, somebody tweeted. I have to think for a second. It was like, what, where's that article that was hating on The Idol? I really want to read it. And The weekend responded to that tweet. 
saying like, oh, see, here's like, here, th- this is another sheep being told, you know, who thinks they need to be told what to like and what not to like. And I was like, is that what's happening right now? Are we just being... Or is this somebody being like, no, I don't think so. I don't I, think so this the is weekend new. was claiming the opposite effect he, Yeah, was he true, was claiming people... that people, that articles were being written against the idol and that's what was making people not like it. Right. He's, he's saying, yeah, it's fun to poop on him right yeah, now. Yeah, but, but, but also that... <laughs> That you know, it's like, oh, we're not supposed to like this because of this article, so we're not right. gonna like it, which right, is the opposite right, right. of what happened in the Beatles. No, buddy, it's everybody watching this show thinking, is something, is, is something, am I missing something? Yeah, yeah. Am I missing something? Oh, there's an article saying everybody hates oh, good. this. Good, that yeah. makes me feel better because because I don't yeah, understand exactly. this crap. So anyway, I I don't know. My takeaway from this whole thing is that it kind of goes to my baseline theory that. Yes, the Beatles were supremely talented, incredible songwriters. None of that is in any amount of doubt whatsoever. But it was right place, right time, got promoted really well. They were became one of the most popular bands early, and it became a viral thing before the internet happened, but a, a, a viral thing to the level that no one else has seen before. And once they have been catapulted into that level, that stratosphere of popularity, they could almost do no wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were raised to that like celebrity God status. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Was Elvis, has, was Elvis huge in this, in the fifties? It does feel like there was a priming for America, like post-war, post-war for this like celebrity. Uh, well, worship, yeah. I mean, Elvis was the will. first mega celebrity if you will i mean that's 57 late 50s right. early 60s yeah god right and the brits do it cooler <laughs> that's god, right it's weird it's weird it's god's weird man it's weird man it's weird don't take it personally Elvis. No, it's weird, no, we're, we're saying good things about you. yeah <laughs> god, it's weird. so anyway the the i think it's an interesting look at things and the, kind of a bright light that the bright spin that Miss Sunstein puts on this whole thing is that um, in any career or any life, it's probably less to do with pure talent, although it hint you know success hinges on that a lot. But her anyway, her quote is to think that for each of us, the path to some kind of success or failure is going to turn on little things that maybe can be moved a bit once we're alert to them. That's fun and an opportunity. Something like lightning might strike, which can bring a smile to the face on a tough morning. Mm-hmm. So, nice. Even if nice. you're 41 years old and you're hosting a podcast that doesn't make any money, and you know, you mm-hmm. dealing with time delays, time delays, bands that are going nowhere, mm-hmm. and you know, things mm-hmm. can change tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about the zeitgeist. <laughs> That's right. And the relationships, because it also leans into that article. Also leans into the importance of Epstein and Martin yes. um, early yeah, on. Absolutely. And and that was the thing that when that was that was a thing that when I was reading it, I was like, man, it really is like those people around you that keep you keep you going when you're ready to give yeah. it up. Um, but but it does. It, there is something about this time in general that is because um, it is like this this dawning of this celebrity worship phase, and then. And then rock and roll was coming. I mean, it really was perfect mm-hmm. timing, um, like right time. And they put they had put the time in. They had you know they had their like thousands and thousands of hours of concerts that they played in 
Germany and absolutely and yeah, and, I think that's I think that's where we landed the last time when we talked about this. Once they got to a level of popular, right. like really pushing yeah. and really using the yep. the capital that they had accumulated, you know the yeah, I don't want to use political capital, but like celebrity capital that they had accumulated, and said, okay, well right. now we're going to do this cool stuff, and you guys are going to like it because mm-hmm. we are so damn popular. Right. Yes. Yep. And that was Epstein understanding how to manage them mm-hmm. in so many ways, right? Yep. It's crazy how much, how much it all, especially with Get Get Back, it's crazy how much of that fell apart once he, once yeah. he passed. It's pretty wild. Cool. Well, that's all I got, boys. Beautiful. Uh, I think that's it for it this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're ready. It's been a good time. Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so? You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. You can send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handles at shouldcheck. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend, you should check it out. If you want to. Beautiful. But if you don't, well, if you, but, well, you don't yeah, have to. You don't, it's totally fine as well. You know. Maybe should is too strong right. a word. You may check it out. You might. If you, want to. you might. If you choose to do <laughs> might. so. You seemed you kind of pleased at that one, Jay. Maybe you should calm down. Oh, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I am getting so a bit excited. Maybe we should just get out of here. I think so. Um, I need to go take a nap. Yeah, a little too much. All right, activity. guys. Well, we'll see you back here next week um, with another show that will be either good or bad. And either ways, Neither. it'll be tepid. Okay. Right. All right. right. Well. At best, tepid at best. Okay. That's a not. That's not a bad new name. If we need to change the name. Tepid at. Tepid at. Tepid at best. Tepid at best. I love it. Love you guys. Peace. Right. Much love. Peace. Peace.